One of the advantages of these intimate midweek gatherings is that we get to engage with some of the less familiar texts of the Bible, and particularly the Hebrew Bible. These texts might make the occasional Sunday goer, churchgoer, a little uncomfortable. And it gives us a chance to chew on these texts with our Wednesday regulars. Today's Old Testament reading from Genesis is no exception. Abraham is put in a difficult position of rejecting his firstborn son, Ishmael, who's not even named in the reading. He and his mother Hagar are cast out to certain death in the desert. And I often wonder how biblical literalists who cry out for the sanctity of all life deal with this very real instance of patricide on Abraham's part. He was putting them to death. For that matter, it remains a difficult passage for anyone to encounter, sending those you most love away from you, believing they are in God's hands. It's a huge leap of faith. It calls to mind the thousands of children sent away from their homes in Latin America, their parents' firm belief that God will somehow take care of their children. It's a scenario acting itself out around the world, driven by climate crises and economic inequality and spiraling criminality. Now, the Apostle Paul describes Abraham as a model of faith in God for Christians. Whether in the near sacrifice of his other son, Isaac, or in the casting out of Hagar and Ishmael, for Muslims who also identify Abraham as a patriarch, he is a model of Islam. That's unconditional submission to the will of God. That's what Islam means, unconditional submission to the will of God. So whether a model of faith in God or submission to God's will, Abraham is lifted up as a model of how human life should be lived. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob slash Israel, Joseph, and the other patriarchs and leaders we encounter in the Old Testament are some of my favorite characters in the Bible because they are messy characters, driven, by, driven insane by jealousy and self-doubt and other, flaw, and other flaws. In other words, they're a lot like us. David has a wandering eye. Saul is definitely one of those driven insane by jealousy and self-doubt. Solomon worships other idols and eventually turns away from Yahweh. Yet all of these characters live larger than life in our consciences and in our popular imagination. And they each had an undeniable intimacy with God, despite their flaws, or maybe because of their flaws. And as such, I think, provide a model for us to consider our own intimacy with God. I've been working with a young member of the St. Peter's family on his spiritual discipline lately. We meet weekly to talk about his creative life, his encounters with the divine, and so forth. And this week I was reminded about the Ignatian idea of examine, or exam, or examination. It's a disciplined way to explore where everyone can find intimacy with God. The intimacy that is already there, we just need to train ourselves to find it. The examine is a method of reviewing your day in the presence of God. And less than a process, it's actually an attitude more than a method. It's a time set aside for thankful reflection on where God is in your everyday life. It has five steps and usually takes 15 to 20 minutes per day. And the process goes like this. The first step is you ask God for light. 
You say that I want to look at my day with God's eyes, not merely my own. The second thing you do is you give thanks. The day I have just lived is a gift from God. How can I, how can I be grateful for it? The third step is you review the day. I carefully look back on the day just completed, being guided by the Holy Spirit. Where was the divine presence? Where did I see Holy Spirit? Where did I find love of myself, my neighbor, and God? The fourth step is face your shortcomings. You face up to what is wrong in my life and in me. Where am I short? Where am I falling short? You ask for forgiveness. And then you look toward the day to come. You ask where you need God. Where do I need God in the day to come? So you start thinking about the next day. I think that's a wonderful process, and I think it's a way that we can build and see that intimacy with God that is already there. We just need to see it. We are beloved children of God, called good, and made in His image. Now, I have no evidence the early Hebrews, including the patriarchs and other leaders, practiced anything like this, any kind of daily discipline, although I suspect they did. I'd like to think that other towering figures, like David, led a disciplined prayer life, well, when he wasn't distracted by Bathsheba, that resulted in the lyricism of the Psalms. I do think that a daily practice, like the examine, can help connect us, help create intimacy with God. It's a way of relearning our center, our locus, where we are based in the world, repositioning ourselves into that. We are not ourselves, but we are God's, and we learn to see the world through that lens. Thanks be to God. Amen.